0: book of Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, and it's one passage of scripture, and it says, and he shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You can put your Bibles down, and I want you to pray with me that God would continue to move and speak to us today. Jesus, we thank you. God, we believe you for your word and your power that comes with your word. God, we know that your word brings life out of things that were dead, out of things that don't even exist, your word brings life, and I pray that that would happen today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. You may be seated. So wonderful to be here celebrating the birth of Christ, and quite honestly, a lot of people are doing just that. But today I wanna talk to you about something that that I would really want you to really etch into your heart and into your spirit. And that is living a life beyond Bethlehem. Living a life beyond Bethlehem. Bethlehem was the place where Christ pretty much started his old deal. That's where it all began. and, and, And he was there in Bethlehem. And we read the story of Jesus being born to a virgin and and coming about and the birth of Jesus created a stir and you realize that stir is still going on today because the birth of Jesus has has really triggered our lives and we've centered our year and I think you would agree with me around Christmas. Christmas is a time where we really center everything around that time. We we save all our money for Christmas. We save all our resources Christmas, we see our family for Christmas, and you can go down the streets, and if you were to go through uh, the streets in Monrovia, in fact, you would go down Myrtle or down Palm, you would see on Palm Avenue, there's a manger scene, and, and they've put it nicely together, and, and, and there's still the manger scene still in place, and people still believe the birth of Christ, and how that was an impacting and a powerful moment in eternity. And you can walk down later on today on on Myrtle, there's gonna be a celebration. And then in another location, there's gonna be another celebration. Last night, there was a celebration of Christmas. And on Thursday at Pamela Park, there was a celebration of Christmas. As you can see, the birth of Christ has made an impact in our lives. But what happens after that, what happens on January 13th or or march twenty third what happens in July? What happens in August? Have we forgotten the lull, Have we forgotten uh, uh, the the thing that has brought us to the point where we celebrate christ i mean you can You can mention Christ pretty much any time during the Christmas season. You can mention his name, you can mention his wondrous works. you can turn on the radio and you can listen. Uh, to songs on the secular radio stations and listen to songs such as Joy to the World and, and Silent Night, Holy Night. It's okay around this time to talk about Jesus. But God is calling a people and he's calling each and every one of us to draw closer to him. As he did, he moved beyond Bethlehem. You see the story of Christ didn't end there. It actually ended on a cross. It ended on that mountain On Calvary and that's where he really fulfilled his purpose and then he died and carried our sins and bore our griefs and carried our sorrows and and then he was resurrected after that but I'm here to tell you today that we need to move our lives beyond Bethlehem we need to take it further than just the manger scene the manger scene is beautiful it's it's wonderful it's it's an awesome story It's a great time to really reflect. But what happens after that? What happens when we push beyond the Christmas spirit? When you don't feel like singing joy to the world anymore? What happens when all things aren't going so swell? When you don't have a rush of Christmas dinners and treats delivered to your desk? Thank you, Sister Kathy. What happens when things aren't going so well? Have you forgotten where you came from? Have you just focused your life on just Bethlehem and Christmas and just have become a seasonal saint? Or have you decided to live for God in a special way and move beyond Bethlehem and as he did make the journey to the purpose that he needed to fulfill? Are you wanting to go past that inception, past that beginning and go to the place that God is calling you to be? Are you wanting to move beyond and and probably get a little dirty or or get a little uncomfortable? And and you might have to wear out some shoes and some clothes. You might have to spend some money and and spend some time to be committed to the cause of fulfilling your God-given call given by Jesus. You see, I pray to God that as we move forward in our calendar year, and thank God we're still here, that we would continue to have a heartbeat for God, that we would be continuing to have that spirit to say, you know what, I'm not just going to celebrate Christ and get all into it just during Christmas, but I'm going to celebrate him every waking day of my life. I want you to move beyond Bethlehem today. I want you to move beyond that place. I want you to think ahead of the weeks to come and what things may transpire and what you can get a hold of today. Maybe God is wanting you to refill your tank or refill your spirit, refill your life with some things because we don't know the things that are going to be happening in your tomorrow or your weeks ahead or your months ahead. So that's why you need to make the most of these opportunities and say, God, let me come back to that place where you were born. Let me come to that place where you came to life and you gave us a second chance. Let me come to that place. But God, don't let me just unwrap a gift and eat a plate of tamales and call it a day. But I need to move forward, God. I need to grow in you and take what I can get today, Jesus. Don't just move forward, and when we made the announcement that we were still having church, uh, people scratched their head and questioned, and when we let people know that we were having a condensed service, some people may have just written it off, but I'm here to tell you that anytime we meet with the king of kings and the lord of lords and when we celebrate the birth of christ it's to remind us that it doesn't end there but it cultivates it it comes together amen and it, it, it begins to form at the place where he died for our sins and fulfilling the purpose that he came to this world for and that was to have your sins freed to have my sins freed that was to have me freed from the weights of this world and he came to do just that died on a cross, taken, and he willfully put himself there. And then three days later, resurrects. It doesn't end in Bethlehem. It doesn't just end with Christmas. It doesn't end with that, but it ends, amen, finally when we cross through those gates and we dance on those streets of gold. That's when it ends, in my opinion. I'm not done yet. I I still have some things to do. I still have some, some things for God to do in my life. I still have to see some more miracles, Brother Joaquin. I've still got to see some more of those stories that were told last night, Sister Becky. I've got to hear some of those again from this generation. We're not done yet. We're not through yet. And if you can, if you can just remember what we did this past week, we did something so grand, and we planted seeds. And and, and God wants us to see those things come about and see those things develop. But it's not going to happen just by accident. But it's going to happen when we begin to get committed. To the cause of Christ and move beyond Bethlehem and into the journey and into the places. The Bible says that Jesus went in journey through to and fro. He went to the mountaintops, went to the valleys. He was tempted by the devil. He was given power. He was sick. He was hungered. He, 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 was, he was sometimes probably humanly distraught because he felt all the human emotions we had, okay? That's why he went through those things. But it all ended, amen, when he rose for us. So how can we move beyond that? How can we move beyond that place and saying, God, I don't want to just be a Christmas Christian, a seasonal saint. But God, I want to live beyond Bethlehem. You see, I could have thought of all these cliches and there's so many to think about. But the point being here today is that we all need to just follow God. We need to love him and we need to commune with him. In the book of Corinthians, it tells us here that we need to do something about this. And what's amazing about it being written in the book of Corinthians, Paul writes this to the book, the church of Corinth. That city was just so distraught. That city had lived with pagan rituals. That city had no identity. That city was just doing their thing. And there was a church established there. But there was something that wasn't quite just right. And Paul instructs them to take it a step further, to move the relationship with God further. He instructs them to not only just have church and not only just to be the church and do great things. And I'm believing they probably did great things in their city like we did. But at the end of the story and when it's all said and done, each individual member of that body needs to have and needed to have a relationship with God. And it's likened as it is today is that all of us here, we're part of a body and we are doing great things. I believe it. But I think at the end of the day, we all need to have our heart right. We can't depend on just pastor alone and say, I'm just going to hang on to the coattail of my pastor, but I've got to have my own heart right before God, and I've got to move myself beyond the facade and beyond the outskirts of living for God just on the borders. But God wants to take you in to places you've never been to before and move you beyond from a place of just birth and inception, but into communion and growth with him. A baby wasn't created just to say a baby, but they were created to grow. They were created to mature. They were created to be ones that would have a career and have degrees and go to school and do whatever they need to do to grow up. We all have different ways and means of growing up, but we all have grown up. And here, we all need to grow, myself included. We all need to do just that. The city of Corinth was a place of revolt, a place that had attached itself to sin. There was things that were going on in that city that were very, very bad. Sin was going on and they had erected statues and they had put up shrines of things and they worshiped other things of this world. And so they were put in a place where they weren't living the way probably they should have been living. And Paul tells them, you need to do something about it. And he tells him in Corinthians chapter 11, he says these things. He says, be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that remember me in all things and keep the ordinance as I delivered them to you. I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of every woman is the man and the head of every Christ is God. Every man praying and praying Or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, dishonoreth her head. For that even all is one, if she were shaven. For if a woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But it it, it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For if a man indeed ought to know to cover his head, for as much as he is in the image and the glory of God. But the woman is the glory of man, and the man is not of the woman but the woman is of man and neither was the man created for the woman but the woman for the man for this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels he's telling them these things and and sharing with them these things and he's leading up nevertheless neither is the man without the woman neither the woman without the man he's talking about how we need each other but it doesn't end there for as a woman is of the man even so is the man also by the woman but all things of God Now he says this, he's talking about being together and following God and doing what they need to do. He says, judge in yourselves as it is comely that a woman pray to God uncovered. Doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. But if a man have long hair, there's glory to her for her hair is given to her for her covering. And we can see that normally here on average, women have the longer hair and that's, scriptural, and that's something that has stayed true just as the holidays have been staying true. So I'm talking about things that he's instructing them. He's just sharing with them. And what he's doing, he's drawing lines. Why do we need those lines? He's drawing lines so that they can stay in communion with the Lord. So he's just drawing those lines, okay? And he's talking to that church in Corinth. Now I declare unto you, I praise you not that you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be diversions among, among you, and I partly believe it. He says, I know there's things going on in the church. I know there's cliques and, and things, and there's problems. For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved be made manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper, For in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry, and the other one is drunken. So he's saying there's things going on in our lives and we're really not ready. We're not where we need to be. Isn't it amazing that we can still be in church and probably not have it all together by our own choosing? Not because you've been dealt a wrong hand of cards, but because we choose these things, but God's wanting to instruct us to move beyond that place, and sometimes it's the self-inflicted wounds that we put upon ourselves that we allow to mark ourselves as the victim, but God says, you are not the victim in this, you are the victor, and in me, you can have life, life eternity, and everlasting, so I ask that you would stand with me at this time. I want you to think about some things. You see, sometimes when we want to grow, you've got to dig deep. You've got to go beyond the surface. Sometimes when you want to expand and, and let God use you, you kind of have to pray prayers you've never prayed before. You probably have to fast like you've never fasted before you probably have to read the word like you've never read it before. I'm talking about here, when we do what we are going to do and take care of, it's not something that we take lightly. It's not something that we do every week because I don't wanna ever take the presence of the Lord lightly. I don't wanna ever take the moments I have with him lightly. And that's why when we dig deep within ourselves and examine our lives We can really let God stretch us. We can really let God move us. We can really let God do something in us. And just like the church of Corinth, I know there are many churches and and places that want to get closer to him. And I know that we are just like that as well. We want to get closer to him. No one is perfect No church is perfect because you're in it because I'm in it. No church is perfect. We are imperfect people. But I want to grow in relationship with God. So he's telling them and he's sharing these things with them. And as the ushers wait upon us right now, they're going to distribute the communion today. But we're going to walk through this together. I'm going to read the passage of scripture that is said as they pass that out and then just hang on to it and we're going to do this together. So Paul is talking and he's sharing to the church. He says, for I have received the Lord, that which I also delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, when you receive your communion, just hang on to it, please. After that same manner also, he took the cup and we had sup, saying, this cup is a New Testament in my blood. Do this as oft you drink it in remembrance of me. So he's telling them to do these things. For as often as you eat this bread, and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink from this cup unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. That word unworthily doesn't talk about, it's not talking about externals, Sometimes we put value on what we have in our external being. We use the word unworthily or if I'm worthy enough with our externals. Am I worthy enough to go to this place? Am I worthy enough to go to these things? But that's not what's talking about here. God is not looking right now for you to worry about whether your externals right now are worthy, whether your bank account is worthy, whether your career is worthy, whether your family is worthy. He's not looking at those things, but he's wanting you to examine the inside, the inner man, the inner being. You see what he's talking about here. As he leads us into this, as we need to examine ourselves, he says, "When they that drink and eat unworthily eateth and drinketh, damnation to himself." He says, "For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep." This is not a physical s- sleep. This is not a physical sickness and weakness. It's a spiritual weakness and sickness and sleep that he's talking about. We go through the motions like robots. We do our things but inside we are just asleep inside we're sick we're, we're starving, we're wanting but what is causing that and he's saying this, he says for if we judge ourselves we should not be judged but when we are judged we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world wherefore my brethren when ye come together to eat tarry one for another and if any man hunger let him eat at home that ye may not come together unto condemnation and the rest I will set in order when I come what this is saying is that I can't compare myself one to another I can't say my life is better than yours because of this and what I see on the outside God doesn't want you to judge yourself because when you judge yourself you always give yourself a free pass right when you judge yourself you excuse yourself of the sin you've created or the sin you've been partaking of am I being honest here when someone else lies it's a big deal or when someone else does something it's a huge deal but when you do it you you and I discount it is that correct when you do something you shouldn't do, you kind of justify it. We're taught to justify it and let those things seep in, but God is wanting us to get closer to him and move forward with him and saying, I'm not going to judge myself by myself, but God, I want you to judge. I want you to look inside of me. And the judgment that I'm talking about is not of an evil, mean, harsh judge but it's God saying I want to cleanse you and rid you from these things I want to rid you from these things that are holding you back and maybe you tell me you say preacher I'm a good person I don't lie I don't cheat but have you been harboring something such as unforgiveness have you been holding something back because to have true communion with God It's it's to be like him. I want to be like Christ. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Let's be like him. And get this, he did something so amazing. He forgave all of us of our sins. But if we walk around and don't do that with others, we don't let go of these things. I cannot grow. I can't move forward if I'm harboring, if I'm keeping If I'm holding on that thing for a rainy day, I'm going to bust it out and bring it up. Because when Jesus covers your sins, he covers them completely. He covers them completely. But there is an instance where he brings them back up. The story of the man who was freed of all the debts he owed. He was sent to jail and his family was taken as as slaves and servants and He begged and pleaded and the judge says, you know what, I'm gonna forgive you. And he forgave him and he walks out the street and someone owes him money. The Bible says he chokes that man and asks that he pays him back and doesn't forgive this man of this debt as he was forgiven. Only time in scripture that we see where his past was brought back up by the judge. You want your past, you want the things that you've been forgiven of to be under the blood. Be like Christ and forgive. Be like God and say, I release those things. I commune with you, God. You want to be like God? You want to be like him? Commune with him. That's why it's important before we partake of this, we're going to take a moment right now to pray. God, whatever I have inside of me, cleanse me from it. Because I'm not going to take of this bread and I'm not going to drink from this cup with a tainted internal beam, I want to release her right now. Would you do that? Jesus, I ask right now that you would cleanse me, Jesus. Release me, God, from things that I've carried. God, and as I move forward in my walk with you, Jesus, I ask that you would allow me to grow, God, beyond this place, beyond this state that I'm in, but I know I can't grow without you examining my heart, without you examining my life. I can't move forward. And God, what we're doing here today, what I'm gonna do today, Jesus, when I when I partake of this communion with you, God. I, I'm not doing this just out of ritual or notion or emotion, but God, I'm, I'm doing this as a remembrance of what you've done for me and how you saved me and how you've delivered me because I was the furthest, God, I I couldn't be reached by anyone, but you reached me, Jesus, and you sought me out, God, and I, I come from a a line of people that have, have been drunk and people that have, 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 battled addiction and marriages that have probably have gone bad and and things that that weren't done right but Jesus you saved my family and I'm thankful for that and when I commune with you I want to remember God of the things that you freed me from Jesus cleanse me right now cleanse me Jesus right now if you have an knock with a brother or sister, if you feel right now that you've been harboring something, you need to ask God to let that go and you need to ask for forgiveness. Come on right now, why don't you just begin, and I'm not, it could be right now internally that you're praying that prayer, God, I'm gonna let that thing go. God, I'm gonna let that sin go. I'm gonna let that unforgiveness go. I can't move forward beyond Bethlehem and be like you if I'm gonna stay the same, but Jesus, I need you to stretch me, God. I need you to stretch me, Jesus. Don't let me be the same person. Don't let me be the same person, Jesus. But let me move beyond. God, I want to remember you. Not just for who you are in the manger, but I want to remember you for what you did, God, on Calvary. God, I want to move beyond Bethlehem today. And I want to move beyond that place, God. And I want you to know that I'm committed to you and communion with you, God. And I'm committed to your cause, Jesus. But God, to be like you, I've got to rid myself of sin. I've got to rid myself of these things. And I pray that through this, I can move forward. I'm going to ask that every one here today would come. And just commune with God. Commune with him in a way that you never have before. Talk to him in a way that you haven't talked to him before. Families, you can come together. Friends, you can come together. But I invite you to not let this be a ritual, but let this be a communion with your Lord and Savior. God, a communion with you who would join me today, who would fill this altar and say, God, I'm stepping beyond Bethlehem. I'm stepping beyond of who I used to be. But God, I'm moving forward in you. Jesus, I'm moving forward in you. God, I need you, Jesus. Jesus
1: at the center of it all. God, I need you. Jesus, Jesus at the center of it all. Lord, I ask that You would help me from beginning to help me, the God, end. in a special way. Jesus, It'll always be, Hallelujah. It's always been You, Jesus, Jesus moving me, God, Jesus, Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus, I need You. Jesus Would you cry into the Lord of right now? Would you say, God, I'm going to remember you from beginning till the end. For what you've done in my life, Jesus. It will always be in its own.
0: commitment to God right now? Would you verbally make a commitment to him and say, Lord, God, I've let you examine me. Or if you're continuing to do that, let him examine you right now. Let him look into your heart and say, God, I commit to you today, God, to move beyond from where you brought me from and where you brought me to, but Jesus, I know it's not over yet, Jesus, and I give you everything. Would you cry unto the Lord right now? Would you reach out to him and say, God, I'm going to move beyond. God, I'm going to let you know that I'm I'm going to remember, God, the sacrifices you've made. God, I'm going to remember the Price you paid on that cross. I'm going to remember, Lord, everything that you saved me from because if I do that, Jesus, I can continue to remain in that place where you can use me, where I can commune with you and still thank you for that. Come on, don't take Jesus for granted. Don't take the Lord for granted. Don't take what he's done for you for granted, but say, Jesus, I'm going to remember. God, I'm going to move beyond that place. Would you do that right now and say, come? God, I commit to you. Jesus, I commune with you. I want that. I want to commune with you. I want more of you. Jesus,
1: I'm gonna move beyond that place. Hallelujah. Oh mighty Jesus, hallelujah. Would you do that? would you say, Lord? Jesus, come on. Every-
0: Where appropriate right now it's with your family would you join with someone because the word talked about individual members but when we come together there's power in that let's come together right now in prayer with him with the Lord begin to intercede as we come together. Begin to ask God to continue what he's doing here in the body. Let's come together. It starts out, he talks about individuals, but coming together is where it comes and cultivates. Let's pray together right now. Jesus. God, I pray for life, church. I pray for the body that you've put us in, In Jesus. I I pray, Ka, that as we come together, Lord, imperfect people from imperfect lives, from imperfect families, from things that may have us bound. But God, uh, we've released those things and we're coming together as the body of Christ. And we're not just an island to ourselves, but God, you have placed us here for such a time as this. And I ask as we commune with you, as we commune with each other, Jesus, that you can do something wonderful Wonderful and mighty in our midst and in our city and in our homes and in our lives. God, it is your will that every family represented here, that every person represented here be saved. It is your will that we see miracles, signs, and wonders. It is your will that we continue, Jesus, to show and wave the banner of the gospel in this city. It is your will that we strengthen one another as we join. Together, a threefold cord cannot be easily broken. Right now, pray and thank God for your church. Thank God for where He's placed you. Thank God for the moving of His Spirit in this body. Jesus, I thank you. Jesus be the
1: to your church. Don't be the same. I don't want to be the same. Jesus, hallelujah. I'll confess you, Jesus. Oh, mighty God, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
0: Hallelujah. You can remain praying. Hallelujah. Before you leave today, you need to encourage someone, right? You need to encourage someone in the Lord. You need to share the love of God. Before you do your business of Christmas and you do your dinners and unwrap your gifts, whatever God has commanded and God has shared with you to make whatever it is you need to make right, let that be the first thing you do. Make it right, whatever God has shared with you through prayer and his voice, amen. Would you commit to doing that? Before I get into the festivities, I commit to make it right, amen. Church, thank you for being who you are and we cannot do what God has called us to do without each member that's here present, everyone here present and I thank you for that today. So you are welcome to continue to pray or you can fellowship and greet one another, but we tell you Merry Christmas in the wonderful name of Jesus. God bless you. And before we leave and dispatch, give Jesus Christ a hand clap of praise.